Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and today on the show we have 20th century American painter Jean-Michel Basquiat and 18th century transportation maven Cornelius Vanderbilt. It was a fascinating episode. Before we get to the meat and potatoes, don't forget that you can always check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org, buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique, rate and review the podcast, tell your friends, go to my website, jarrettberenstein.com, for all the latest updates on upcoming shows and projects, and save the date, March 24th. I'll be bringing a new show to the Magnet Theater called The Sporty 40. It is one night only, March 24th, 2019, at 9 p.m. Mark your calendars, save the date, bookmark your websites, all that stuff. The Sporty 40, March 24th, 9 p.m., Magnet Theater. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Cornelius Vanderbilt and Jean-Michel Basquiat, only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century neo-expressionist painter Jean-Michel Basquiat. Hi, Jarrett. And 18th century American business magnate and philanthropist, railroad and shipping tycoon Cornelius Vanderbilt. Felicitations, Jarrett. Uh, Mr. Vanderbilt, Mr. Basquiat, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, so good to be here. Thank you for having me, Jarrett. Dear friend. Uh, Let's start off with you, Basquiat, if Mm -hmm. I may. So you are part of the 1980s neo-expressionist movement. Your work tended to have a street art feel to it. You would often incorporate words in your paintings. That's right. The Wikipedia describes it specifically uh, as your work is is focused on suggestive dichotomies. And the examples they give are like, you know, wealth versus poverty, integration versus segregation. Mm -hmm. So my first question is, is what are some other dichotomies that you would explore like wealth versus poverty and integration versus segregation? Like, were there other things that you would get into besides those two? I did a series Coke v. Pepsi. Coke v. Oh, Pepsi. Good. I like that. Yes. Signed it, Samo. Mm-hmm. You know, what? what's the choice of the new generation? Is it Coke or is it Pepsi? Samo. Ooh, oh, okay. You know, I came That's up good. with that and then they... Well, obviously, they stole it from me. Obviously. Yeah, yeah corporate America, man. Oof. That must be something that you I have, have a lot of opinions about corporate America. Is that you do have a lot of opinions? Yeah, I uh, love it. <laughs> oh, you love I it? I love corporate America. Wouldn't have expected that. Why not? Oh, yeah. Twist. What a twist. <laughs> Indeed. I did not expect no, it's it. My one life's uh, uh, goal is to, is to become a corporation. Well, become a corporation. Oh, an LLC. Yeah. Well, LLC <laughs> or some kind of incorporated entity mm-hmm. yeah yeah interesting it's it's a shame that you passed away before you could realize that dream well i mean depends on who you ask i was worth hundreds of million dollars when i when i died it's true yeah but you didn't get to enjoy any of that money i enjoyed it I did you enjoyed heroin. it while yeah. you, during your life that's no, right yeah, the heroin is very enjoyable yeah you could have bought a, the the best heroin that was available i bought heroin that you've never even heard of Ooh, interesting do they have like a street name for like 
Super heroin. Super good. It's Whoa. called super heroin. It's called super heroin. Oh, these uh, drug, drug dealers are not that creative. They don't need to be. That's, that's, true. that's that heroin's the taste of a new generation. <laughs> oh, that's that's beautiful. Did you ever do that as one of your suggestive dichotomies? Is heroin, heroin versus super heroin? Super heroin. I mean, it's no contest, Jared. Gotcha. Not well, even I can't worth... be. I can't be. I can't be insincere in my art. You know? mm, I understand just, that. Yeah, super heroin versus uh, some kind of incorporated status where I'm a corporation. Maybe that would be the dichotomy. Ooh, yeah. That's a. F- I would like to have seen that picture. Um, here's my second question about this: is you know, the, the Wikipedia described it as a suggestive dichotomy, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what that means exactly. Like, did you only hint? And the dichotomy, were there subtle references? Like, what makes something a suggestive dichotomy instead of, like, just a dichotomy? Well, I didn't spell yeah. things out for people. You know, I left it open to interpretation. But mm. now well, now that I've been dead for years, I can tell people. I ooh, can tell you exactly. So how would you went. suggest these dichotomies? All right. Like, well, wealth versus mm-hmm. uh, poverty. Poverty. Okay. Wealth wins. Oh. Wealth is better. <laughs> oh, I agree. Wealth is better. I agree. So how, but how would you illustrate that in the painting if you're not, uh, you know, like... Just just writing it out. I'd probably draw the Monopoly man. Oh, okay. Smile on his face. Yeah. Good, good, and good, then, good. And then a guy with uh, pulling out his pockets, and there's two flies coming out. Oh. And a big red don't sign on top of him. <laughs> oh. On top and of him. And then I would write the words poverty is worse than wealth. Wealth is better. Subtle. In case you, in case you didn't get it. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I would write today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. direct. Yeah, yeah. It really is direct. And I like how, like, you, we're talking about trying to be as subtle as possible and, like, you use the words in your paintings, but you tended not to title your paintings. No, untitled. Yeah. What was the mm-hmm. point there? I mean, it's not like you were averse to using words. The words were all over the painting. I used up the words. Making oh, the painting. the words. Didn't have any more words. Mm. I, would, I would try. It's not like I didn't try. Mm-hmm. I'd look at a painting and I'd say, okay, you know, it says wealth or inequality or cook, uh, is the choice of a new generation. <laughs> and I think, well, that's, you know, what am I going to call this? Red number four? You know, it's mm. just, it's ridiculous. Why would I do that? Interesting. And so, like, uh, if somebody was going to, you were referring to one of your paintings, like, don't hang that one there, hang this one there. It was very confusing. It was confusing. I not, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Could you I'd give say, us? Could you, I'd, I'd be on the phone, you know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd call the, uh, the art dealer and I'd say, Sadie, can you hang untitled? Uh, next to Untitled, I want Untitled next to Above Untitled, I'm sorry, <laughs> Behind Untitled. <laughs> and I would hang up immediately. <laughs> and oh, sorry. Poor Sadie. Oh, sorry. Oh, so you would also say, you would also hang paintings behind <laughs> other paintings so that you couldn't see them? That's oh. right. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. avant-garde. Oh, well, I'm, uh, it's, the, it's the advanced guard. The, the, That's the, the uh, English translation of avant-garde. Advanced guard? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that oh. what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it meant bef- before the guard. Yeah, before the guard. Nope. I mean, it could be advanced guard. That's Oh, the, maybe. Yeah, the guard beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Depends. Why are we arguing Let's, about the, the, Neither the three of us speak French except for except Jean-Michel for Basquiat. So uh, if I'm going to take anyone's word for it, I'll take yours. Let's, yes. move, back over, let's move over to uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt for just All a right. moment. Jared, do you mind uh, if I smoke a cigar? I don't. Here? All right, here I we don't. go. Smoke him if you got him. Woo. All right. That, it looks like, Cornelius, it looks like you were born with that cigar in your That's mouth. That's right. I lit it with a with a $100 <laughs> bill. Woo-hoo. I don't know if you saw that. You know, with inflation, you should really think of some different dollar bills to Ooh. light your cigars with. It's, it's kind of... 
it's kind of simpleton. It's kind of plain oh. to light your cigar with a hundred dollar bill. Like they're just so easy to come by these days. Oh. Any school child has a hundred dollar bill. How, oh. That's how they buy their lunch. You know? oh, well, I got to step up my game. You really don't should. I? Yeah. I don't even know. Do they make larger bills than a hundred? I feel like we're kind of thousand. Yeah. Do they make thousand dollar bills? Thousand. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Ten, okay. Ten thousand. So who's who's on it? Corn- oh who's yeah. On the who's on the thousand dollar bill? Does anybody here know Cornelius? Yeah, Basquiat? I do. I do. Who is? It's, uh, uh, Don Jesus, Knotts. it's Don Knotts oh. from Three's Company. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, uh, if anybody deserves it. So, Cornelius, yes. uh, you are one of the wealthiest people to have ever lived. It is estimated that in today's ugh. dollars, you would have been worth $143 billion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm really, What a compliment. Yes. compliment. All right. I'll just take a statement it. of fact. That's very sweet of you, Jared. Uh, just, thank you. Just a statement of fact. So, But you lived a relatively modest life, according to the Wikipedia. Did, Your only yes. indulgence was racehorses. Is that right? Oh, I love my racehorses. The that ponies. The, that was the only thing you splurged on. Oh, that's right. All of them. Okay. I want to hear all about that. But first, okay. paint us a picture of your modest life, all right? You got $143 billion. You got all these business ventures, uh, steamboats, trains, and and yet you're living like a regular Joe. So tell us about it. I had the (laughs) choo-choos. I had the the, the hoo-hoo. And and uh, at heart, I'm a horse girl. That's what I like, Jared. Really? Okay. I love my pretty ponies. Okay. My, uh, My little trains. And my and my my uh, my boats. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Okay, so yeah, tell tell us about tell us all about it. So, so what's what, a day look like to regular Joe Cornelius Vanderbilt? He's got all the money in the world, but he's still doing all X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, first I wake up from slumber in almost like a "Don't wake Daddy" situation. Remember that game? What does that mean? <laughs> it was a board game, I think. It was a board game, I think, and it's sort of like a. <laughs> but I just I I rose out of bed really quickly. Okay. And 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 when I hit from the waist. Yes, mm-hmm. from the waist okay. immediately. That's, that's how you get the blood to your head. You gotta like spring to an, it. A ninety degree you gotta angle. Catapult the blood to your brain yes. by by getting up at a ninety degree angle. Yes. And uh and my little my little dog wakes up with me and mm-hmm. I, and I pat him and then I hit the alarm clock, which sets a little ball rolling down a track Ooh. that hits right into a spring. It springs it up. Not, it's a Rube Goldberg. Unlike another board game Mouse called Mousetrap. Mousetrap, exactly. Yeah. All right, so trap. you wake up like Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> and then you hit your alarm clock, which is Mousetrap. Mousetrap, okay. yes. And then I I, uh, I say sorry to my <laughs> wife because she's up now. Now, hold on. This, she didn't have to get up. This puts me in mind of another board game. Another board game? <laughs> Jared, I don't know if Jean you well, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Which one sorry. It reminds oh, you of sorry. sorry. Uh. Well, really, just saying sorry could be any board game that you won or maybe cheated at, but I, I'll give you that. It's a little on the nose for sorry. A little on the nose yeah. for sorry. First thought, okay. first thought. Well, first, <laughs> I get up, and I already know I have a monopoly on all the... <laughs> okay, now... I, I, I think, I think, we, get I really I think we get that one. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. right. Please keep all going. Right. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm up now, and uh, and I arrange all of my breakfast. Ooh, and okay. I know I'm a modest breakfast. Mm-hmm. I get a a a, a, a cheese plate, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and some might say I'm a little parcheesy in the morning. <laughs> do you also do yoga? Because some, <laughs> some of these are a stretch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do. I do a little bit of yoga in the okay. morning. All right. Mm-hmm. It's now. So I, I'm not that familiar with um, the way that the world worked back then. We're talking uh-huh. about That's the right. uh, the 1800s, the late 1800s, mm. uh, and uh, and so like, are you taking the the bus to work every day? I, is I that, walk. I walked. walked. I walk. Okay. I preamble mm. down down the cobblestone street. Other other wealthy people of this time are being, I'm assuming, driven. Driven rickshaws, rickshaws. carried on the backs of bigger men, <laughs> but not me. I or said no e- piggyback rides. Ancient for me. Egypt style, where they have like a chair exactly. on on sticks, and then people hold carry the sticks. Yes, but not you. No, not me. I said no, 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 and I didn't. I didn't need it. My neighbors had them. They mm. had large men just piggyback them down to their offices. And no, not me. Not Cornelius Vanderbilt. Man of the people. Yes, Cornelius Vanderbilt. Exactly. I walk and I wave and I buy a a, a pear and an apple. <laughs> yes. From the local street local vendors. Local ones. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, what a picture. Uh, actually, no. I get an apple to another apple, and that's apples to apples for me. <laughs> Walking down. That was a deep reach oh. right there. Because you you went back and you changed I some did. other you changed your story. Some other I people. I did a little bit. Some other wealthy people. Maybe for lunch they go to a a four star restaurant. You know they're uh someplace exclusive where you have oh, to wear a no. jacket. What does Cornelius Vanderbilt do for lunch? I'm I'm shirtless. Sh- shirtless. 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 Walking down Is the shirtless street. Shirtless all day, or you take your shirt off specifically to go to lunch? Uh, oh. For lunch, for lunch, because okay. I, you know, I, I like, oh, I'm so hungry. I unbutton, <laughs> I start unbuttoning, and I, oh, I'm an everyman. And then so, and I, and I go down, and uh, and I get, I have, well, I have my fruit, and mm-hmm. I eat it amongst the other peer workers, the dock workers. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. And I'm sure they're they're shirtless too. Oh, they're like, everyone's shirtless. Everyone's too. like, who's... it's early 1800s. <laughs> We're all shirtless. Who's the new dock worker? And yeah. everyone's like that. Is our boss right. one of the richest men has ever lived? Cornelius Vanderbilt. Yeah, they called me Old Corny. Old Corny, Corny. interesting. Corny. Now, I, I actually read you had a different nickname, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Oh, please, I'd love so to hear last, it. So, last question about this, mm-hmm. but you splurged on horses, you splurged oh, on the ponies. I'm a horse girl. So, yes. what does that mean? You're just, you're just like collecting. Like I'll buy that one. I'll buy that yes. one. You're you're, you're 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 brushing them with your golden brushes or something. Like oh. how are you splurging? Oh, ribbons, ribbons, ribbons. <laughs> I gotta, I brush the hair. I get a little ribbon. I I whisper my secrets into its ear. <laughs> what an uh, indulgence! I quite. Each room, three horses. Three horses to every room in, in my home. In your home. That's right. Oh, I wow. had to have my horses around me. Three horses in each room. It was wow. a three-horse household. Three-horse household. Wow. wow. That's yeah, right. That's incredible. And that made you happy. That made you oh, feel... I love them. This is what I'm working for. Oh, gosh. All these we, ponies. We, yes. We, we'd, uh, we'd all, and we'd all get together for dinner together, get all their oats, their sacks of oats. Eat, eat at the same table. Eat at the same table. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man of the people, man... Of the horses, of the horses as well. This must have been some hungry, <laughs> hungry horses. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, that one felt more natural. Oh, all uh, right. If well, you're just joining us, this is me. Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 18th century American business magnate Cornelius Vanderbilt. hi And 20th century neo-expressionist painter Jean-Michel Basquiat. Hi, Jared. It's so lovely to be here. So let's go back to Basquiat for just a moment. So you were an advanced and precocious child gifted mm. in art and languages from a young age. Mm. In 1968, you're seven years old, you're playing in the street, and you get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Oh. And while you're recuperating from your injuries, and they, they were severe injuries, your mother brings you the book Grey's Anatomy 
to keep you occupied. Is mm, that right? That's right. Seven years old. Yeah. You were recovering from being hit by a car it was with a, ba- a it was surgical a, yeah. textbook it's with a bad business graphic bad gift. graphic yeah. illustration. That means you were born in nineteen sixty one. That's right. I did the math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so what's your reaction to getting this medical textbook? Well, you know that face you make when someone gives you a gift and you have to pretend you like it? Yes, of course. You know, my mom was very sensitive. Yes, very, very sensitive. sensitive. So she gives me this anatomy book and mm-hmm. she says, look, this is the bones that broke. And I was like, why would I want to, why would I want to remember that, you know, get me a... It was 1968. Yeah, Dr. Seuss or, or comic book. I yeah. love comic books. Mm-hmm. Get me some Aquaman. Oh. Yeah, that would have been nice. She gives me an anatomy book. She okay. says, look, this is morbid. This is what we look like after you die. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, and I thought, okay. oh. And I just smiled and said, oh, this is very nice. Thank you, Mom. Interesting. Yeah. Did you did you give this book a little bit of effort? Like, she put some time into it? Did you try to use the gift, even though you clearly didn't enjoy it? Well, you know, I tried to... I tried to undo my stitches and then redo my stitches. Really? Oh. Does that make sense? So you were learning about your body in the book Grey's Anatomy and right. then trying to use that knowledge to undo your stitches? I was a polymath, you know, so I was interested mm-hmm. in everything languages, okay. the surgery on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it was Almost like an operation, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Literally an operation. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Operation. Ten from the Russian judges on that one. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd replace the stitches, and you know, mm-hmm. and I'd I'd, I'd go if I hurt myself. Oh, okay, you know, like smart, very you smart. Know, if I touch the edges. Now, looking back at your career, at all the things that you were able that you were able to paint because mm-hmm. of your experience with Grey's Anatomy, do you look back now and say, "Oh, that was great that I that yeah. I got that," you know? Yeah, you I did? do. Okay, yeah, of course. Kind of question. Yeah, I look back and I think that's what made me a hundred millionaire. What else would I have done? Oh, Ooh. so without Grey's Anatomy, maybe no Basquiat. Maybe no Basquiat. Maybe no skull painting. Mm. Mm. No yeah. McDreamy. No McDreamy. <laughs> I don't think that that's the correlation oh, we're making, is that there oh. wouldn't have been a TV show, Grey's Anatomy, without Basquiat. But, I mean, oh. but it's true. I mean, yeah. without Basquiat, uh, there's no Grey's Anatomy. Maybe, maybe somebody yeah. could connect those dots, but I'm, I'm not seeing that connection. Well. John Durant. So your mother, uh, the one who gave you this book at seven years old, mm. uh, would later become committed to a mental institution. Very sad. Um, and I'm yeah. wondering if this was like part of that behavior that maybe got her sent there. Like maybe she just didn't have all those social cues that like you don't give a medical textbook to a seven-year-old who's recovering from being hit by a car. That's exactly right. Sadly, you know, she wasn't all there, so she mm. would do weird things sometimes. Can you give us some more, things. Cause some more examples of things that she may have done before she, she got committed? There's one night when I wanted uh, just a normal dinner. She oh. put ice cream in a big frying pan. Oh. Give me hot ice cream. It's heartbreaking. And I just smiled like, and said, this is very nice, mother. Thank you. It's like milk at that point. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just warm. Well, milk. I mean, if you cover it in flour, you can fry ice cream. And it's actually delicious. Like a lot of people, Jen, that's great. She you know? did not do that. Mm-hmm. She just put it in a frying pan. Just saddest, in a frying pan. It was maybe mm-hmm. the saddest thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so like where you and your dad would just sort of like try to spoon... Yeah, and we both the- have those smiles plastered on our faces where you, you mm-hmm. don't want to hurt anybody. So we didn't think there was anything wrong with her at the time. We just thought she was bad at gifts. Mm. And cooking. And, well, g- cooking is a gift. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift <laughs> that you give your family. She was bad at giving gifts. She was bad at having gifts. Well, I meant, well, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's a gift in that you, like, for me, I'm, I can, uh, I don't know if you know this, I'm an artist. Yes, yes, possibly. Mm-hmm. I did hear about that. Yeah. Okay. Is that why I'm on the show? 
I mean, it's one of the, you're a notable person, you mm. know, and there's a lot of reasons why you could be notable. Yeah. So that's a gift, you know, being able to draw and paint and, and mm. you know, but, uh, but also my, my artwork in the streets, those are free. So those are gifts to the, to the world, mm. you know? Yeah, that is true. Mm. That is true. Yeah. Now on that poignant note, I would like to move back over to Cornelius. All right. For just a moment. So you seemed cut out for entrepreneurship from a very early age. Mm. Uh, you grew up in Staten Island. That's right. You left school at 11 years old to work mm. on your father's ferry. And then you started your own ferry line as well. The, the Swift Shore is what it was called. Swift Shore. Yes. Uh, but there's some disagreement among historians about how that got hmm. started. Some people say you borrowed $100 from your mom to buy your own boat. Mm -hmm. Some people say you just took one of your dad's boats and named it the Renamed Swift Shore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you clarify for us how you came to operate the Swift Shore ferry line? Is it one of those or neither? What's the story? Okay. Jared, this is, it's option C. Ooh. It's none of the above. Interesting. None of the above. Let's set the record straight. Here we go. It's my, I made that boat. You made I it? I made it. From, I made it myself. Oh my. So it was not the $100 from my mother. It was not my father's boat. I made a boat. Wow. That's interesting. Right. Had you had any experience with building no, boats before? No. <laughs> it was not a good boat. Oh, it not was a bad good, boat. It was a bad boat. Oh. It was Swift Shore. I'm a very good, uh, I can sell anything. Mm, yeah. Okay. I can sell a, a ribbon to a horse <laughs> if I needed to. And I have. I talk to horses. Mm -hmm. And and this first boat, the Swift Shore, not the best, but it was the cheapest. Because mm -hmm. you, you made it yourself. Staten Islanders, they love a good bargain. Mm. That's right. We're the forgotten borough. Of course. So, so they were like, okay, fine. So the Swift Shore... Gave me enough money to then buy the next better boat. A good boat. A good boat. Gotcha. Now, nice. were there any issues with the Swift Shore? Because obviously this is a boat that you built yourself. It's a, the first boat you've ever built. Yes. It's not a very good boat. No, I had to paddle. I was <laughs> I was in charge of the paddling, which was exhausting mm -hmm. because it had to be two an hour. Okay. To, to Manhattan and back. So it was very tiring mm -hmm. and uh, and it took in water. Mm. But, it stayed, but it stayed afloat. It stayed afloat, barely. Did you? Did but you, it was cheap. Did you have to bucket while you were yes. rowing? Mm -hmm. oh, I wow. had to get an assistant. Wow. Which was a little a little pony. It comes. <laughs> yes. I always like to surround myself with a pony. The pony would help you get yes. rid of the water, or the pony would help you row. Uh, it had to serve as a distraction to everyone. <laughs> So I was paddling. I'm getting the water up, but I've got my little my little pony. So we got uh, we got a bunch of people in Staten Island who are trying to get to Manhattan. What for work? These are yes. these are businessmen, yes. maybe. Okay. Well, back then, I mean, no one had watches. No okay. one knew what time anything was. So uh, so I so they didn't mind. They were okay with it. Gotcha. And, and no my, one was in a hurry. No one was in a hurry back then. No right. one. Oh, I mean, I'm shirtless here paddling. <laughs> I've got a, a pony, my uh, my my Swift Shore, the pony. I believe you are either fourteen or sixteen years old at this point. Mm -hmm, that's okay. right. I'm I, the prime of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I look amazing. And you're basically just saying, "Hey guys, look at that pony." Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And the pony would do a little tap shoe, a Ooh, little soft shoe routine. Okay. And then I said, "Guess who? It's Swift Shore. Guess who?" <laughs> And then, what uh, a reach! Thank you yes. for underlining okay. that. <laughs> I look for a moment of recognition in your eyes. Mm -hmm. I got it, okay. and that's what we're here Good. for. That's what we're here for. Here we go. So this horse, what very well trained horse, yes, doing a soft shoe while you are paddling and getting the water the out of the swift, failing the water out of there. That's right. Now that must have that must have been a really hard 
a couple of years before you could afford to get a real boat. Oh, I know. And my father put a lot of pressure on me because mm. I was competition. Oh, he really? He didn't like that. No. Oh, no, interesting. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that you had a... a, a uh, a history of taking on monopolies yes. in your life. And which well, this would have been a better place for I know. that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have. So you, uh, so, so was your father like your first, the first company that you ever took down and sort of like incorporated? Yes, exactly. Oh, well, man. he took me down earlier mm. at a lemonade stand. He would open up a lemonade stand. Oh, really? I would try to um, sell newspapers. He would just take them from me. <laughs> It was he was not a good father. Wow, corporate no. sabotage, but it made you the the multi billionaire that you would exactly. eventually become. Exactly. Uh, now I did want to ask you very quickly about your nickname, the Commodore, oh. is what they called you during this period of your life when you were the Swift Shore ferry line operator, uh, paddling your own boat, mm-hmm. bailing out the water, and pointing at a pony and saying, "Look at that! Look at that! Hey, look, look at that! that. Yes. So, guess who? Yes, guess who that pony is? Uh, what would they guess? That's my." <laughs> I, they would question. look at the pony and they would know. say, Pony, are you a man or a woman? Do you have glasses? <laughs> they say, are you Fatty wearing... Arbuckle, is that too Are late? you oh. wearing a hat, no. Pony? Fatty Arbuckle will come later, but mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, he was, um, you know, in someone's balls at this point, supposedly. Why would you say yeah. it like that? Girl, he wasn't born yet, I don't I think. Know, but why yeah. would you say it like well, that? Well, any of us could have been in someone's <laughs> balls at any time. That's just the natural state of existence. For you, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, talk about the nickname Commodore, All how right. you got it, what it means, okay. how they gave it to you, why they gave it to you. Okay, well, down at the docks, you know, uh, it was, uh, there were a lot of Navy men there. Mm, there's admirals, there's sergeants, there's all sorts of, you know, military men. Those are the two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Only two. And then enlisted men. Mm. So I'm there on the docks and I've got the Swift Shore and I've got my pony. And then they're like, hey, old Nelly, oh, oh, Nelly Corny, Cornelius <laughs> Vanderbilt. Sometimes they'd mix it up because... It would be uh, Corneli, so they put like an El Nelly or Corny. They, okay. I, I basically had so many nicknames mm. that I was like, guys, we got to land on one. Land on, let's, land let's, on one. You guys can't just keep calling me every nickname in yeah, the book. There's too many. Let's figure something out. There's too many. Let's call me one thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was also like Vanderpump and, and I was like, <laughs> no, too many. I like that one. Yeah, that one fits because one. of all the water you had to pump out of your exactly. own boat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt or pumping away. But the, but they said, hey, you know, you, you're, you're a really cool guy and, uh, and you're not in the military. And I was like, no, I'm not. And so they said, oh, you should be. And I was like, oh, what's the highest rank I could be? And they said Commodore. Mm. And I said, okay, so that's they, That's me it. Now. Is that true? Wow. All of it true. So wow. you picked your All own nickname. I picked it. And wow. and so I, and and everyone went along with it because there were just so many. We had to standardize the nickname game mm. down there on the pier. This was the first innovation, the first business innovation from Cornelius Vanderbilt. That yes, is fascinating. Exactly. Now, I made it happen. We're gonna have to take a short break soon, but before we do, I wanted to ask Basquia mm. about your first uh, graffiti art collective Samo. Mm-hmm. So you drop out of high school at 17, you're living on the streets, you and a friend, you form Samo, you're doing graffiti art all over Same town. Copyright. Copyright. But mm. then you would also put like cryptic sayings underneath your graffiti. Like you would write, Samo saves idiots and gonzoids, or Samo Big Mac certificates. 
Um, this I'm, I'm uh, I just want to clarify that that is the case. This yeah, was, those are, this those is part are of failed, your art. Failed slogans. There's a failed slogan. Oh, yeah, I was trying to start something. So you're saying that there was no like intended meaning behind those, or like an artistic irony. You're saying that you were actually trying out. No, slogans the, the, for me, the meaning was if you, yeah, you know, like I said, I was very cryptic at the time. I can tell you now, I was trying to get something for the Muppets going. You know, maybe they Ooh. could pick it up. This children's television workshop, mm-hmm. you know. So the Gonzoid thing was obviously a reference to Gonzo. Oh, okay. Mm. You know, uh, mm. the second one you said, the Big Mac certificate. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was it. I'll let you guess that one. Now you McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, oh, right away. Right. You were just looking for sponsorship deals. I wanted sponsorship. Wow. So I had, that I could climb that ladder and become a corporation myself. I had no idea that this went so deep. Because everybody looking at your work is like, that's sarcasm. That's irony. Oh. He's jibing these corporations. He's, no, no, he's no. ribbing them. No, he's no, jibing and ribbing. No, jibing and ribbing. Corporations. Love corporations. Wow. No. So there's no irony there whatsoever. You just were like, no. give me a big fat corporate dick to suck and I will suck it. Wow. That's I couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. I wanted to save the idiots. <laughs> and I wanted to save Gonzoid. The Gonzoid. Also, I was under the impression that the puppet with the nose was named Gonzoid. Gonzoid instead of Gonzo? Ooh. Yeah. That's your, close enough. Your friend Al Diaz, who was in the group with you, did he ever try to correct you and yeah. was like, no, it's, it's Gonzo? He, said, he would say, well, it's Gonzo. And I'd mm. say, I'm pretty sure it's Gonzoid. <laughs> and I'm... I'm I'm the one with the spray paint can. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, he couldn't hold a spray paint can. His hands were always greasy. Oh, that's too oh. bad. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Poor Where did Aldeas. the grease come from? Yeah, yeah, he just produced it. Oh, he was just yeah. a greasy. Some people just have guy, yeah. like extra oil ducts in mm-hmm. their in yeah. their glands. You know. Can, uh, before yeah. we go, so we're gonna have to go to break soon. But do you want to leave us with like another classic? Samo tagline that you might have that might have been seen on the streets of Soho in the in the late 1970s. Samsonite keeps your luggage tight. Samo Samsonite. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, we do have to take a short break, so we will be right back with Basquiat and Cornelius Vanderbilt on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 18th century American business magnate and philanthropist, railroad and shipping tycoon Cornelius Vanderbilt. Ahoy, ahoy. And 20th century neo-expressionist painter Jean-Michel Basquiat. Hello, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. So, <laughs> of course, it's great having you both. 
Uh, so let's go back to uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt for just a all moment. Right. So 19 years old. Ugh. All right. You've got a bunch of steamboat ferry lines working. I'm ripped. Your your yeah. <laughs> your body is it's just amazing. You could, you could cut glass on that. Yeah. Uh, so, so fine like a diamond. Uh-huh. Uh, you marry your first wife. Sophia yeah. Johnson, mm-hmm. who you spend married uh, most of your life married to Sophia Johnson. Yeah. Uh, she is your first cousin mm-hmm. and you have 13 children together. Is that right? Yeah, we oh. do. Okay. So yeah. I is there a reason why you decided to marry Sophia Johnson, your first cousin? I know it wasn't considered weird back yeah, then. It was completely normal. It was I normal. Think we, it, Ro- Roosevelt? It's not weird at all. I think Roosevelt, one of the Roosevelts, Roosevelt's married his cousin. Roosevelt. Right. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I figured that growing up in New Nietzsche? York. Nietzsche? Didn't Nietzsche? Nietzsche? Lots Nietzsche. of people. Yeah. Lots of people married their uh, their cousins. Uh, the Great Balls of Fire guy. Oh, uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lee Jerry Lewis. Lee Lewis. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. Right. Also, she was like 13. But I figured, I mean, yeah, the fact that she was so young was another thing that was weird about A lot that. of things are wrong in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could be a tagline for this show. Yeah, that's right. A lot of things were wrong, wrong in the past. Ugh. But I figured that growing up in New York, it's such a it's such a bustling metropolis that you probably had the opportunity to meet other people no, besides your first cousin. No, not so, Jared. Not hmm. so. I was, I mean, I know I've, my body was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a wonderland. I mean, if it's anything like what it is now, oh. you know. Yeah. Candyland. I'm just <laughs> amazing. Candyland. My body is a Candyland. Thank you, Basky. I'm just imagining the 19-year-old version of that, and I'm just yeah. getting a little hot and bothered under the collar. Yes. You know? I want you to Pictionary it. <laughs> wow. All right. So you I'm... guys are good at this. This is impressive. <laughs> uh, right. I hope we are running out of time because <laughs> I'm running out of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm ripped, but I'm okay. shy. I'm a shy boy. Uh, shy Cornelius Vanderbilt. I had my pony. Mm-hmm. And who I would tell my secrets to. Okay. That was my best friend. Didn't know a lot of girls. And I wasn't good at talking to girls. or mm. I didn't know what to talk about or what to say. Mm-hmm. They're not horses. I don't know what they like. <laughs> I know what horses like. Oh, so that's so. Uh, so I said, okay, I was at Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, the girl sits next to me, Sophie. Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. I'm sure you called her Sophie. I called her Sophie. Yeah, yeah. I called her Sophie. Uh, and so that was a nickname. Out of the blue. I thought that one up. <laughs> wow. Sophie. So that must have really charmed her then. Yes, oh, it wow. did. It did. And so I like said. No one has ever called me that. Oh, so my. Yes. And it's because I didn't actually hear her say her whole name. <laughs> I cut it off. She was a Sophie. I was like, hello. And Happy then, accident. Exactly. Right there. Oh. And so just so happened, we started talking because she's a good talker. And then we hit it off. That hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. Interesting. Now, did she have any horse-like qualities that maybe attracted you to Sophia? Oh. And you were like, oh, wow, like finally a human that I mm, that I get that yes. same vibe from. When she counted, she would stomp her foot. <laughs> That's how you yes. knew. And I was like, Ooh. oh. Uh, Sophia, how many meatballs would you like? Yes. And it would be like. Two, three. <laughs> oh. And I said, oh, excellent. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Yes. And she loved me to brush her hair. Mm. Oats. She loved to eat oats. And mm. so that oh, was. Oats are delicious and they're full of fiber. So mm-hmm. they're good for everybody. Yeah. Um, now, I, I wanted to ask you about this pony because you brought this pony up before. Yes. Uh, and we all know that when you got your billions, you splurged mm. on the ponies <sighs> when you only had the one pony. Yeah. Were you like one of these days? What was the, what's the pony's name, by the way? We never uh, got it. Oh, yeah. Well, it was on the Swift Shore boat. Mm-hmm. So I called him Swifty. 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 Oh, Swifty. Good, mm-hmm. good horse name. Oh, Swifty. Did you ever look at Swifty's eyes and were just like, one day, Swifty? Uh, I'm going to have so many more and I'm going to buy you things, Swifty. Ugh. You're going to be decked out. Yeah. Well, Swifty and I went through 
a lot. Mm. And we had a falling out. Really? We had a falling out. That's right. Tell us about it. Well, Swifty, you know, flew too close to the sun. Swifty got addicted to drugs. (gasps) And I said, Swifty, not not here. Just like Jean-Michel Basquiat. Exactly. So uh, Swifty was on the horse. Heroin. And I Again, said, we got it the first time, but thanks for underlining it. Uh, just, just, just putting it out there. I'm still upset about it. You could, uh, you could power a car with those eyebrows anytime you hit that one. Well, you hear me, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, it's very tragic. Yeah, it was, it was tragic. Pony was on horse, and he was on horse. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Swifty, you can't do this anymore. And Swifty, you know, didn't want to listen mm-hmm. and then kind of like took to the streets and we didn't see each other for three years. Wow. I know. And so I think all the horses I kept put and piling up wanted to be oh my Swifty. Mm. And then I found Swifty, you know, roaming uh, East 34th Street. Oh, wow. And that I was such a terrible neighborhood it back was bad. then. It's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Still <laughs> shitty. Ranger fans. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, Swifty, come back. And oh. so then Swifty and I came back together. And uh, yes, always still my best horse. Wow. My best pony. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Wow. What, yeah. a, what a wonderful story of reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many more questions about that. But I want to move back over to uh, Basquiat for just mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's jump to the 1980s. Uh, you're 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you're, which, you're doing... Which means the year is... Oh, is uh, 81. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, close. Well, if you were 20. It depends on what month it is, obviously. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. You, that's, know, you yeah, are two, in a- unless you're born on January 31st, you're two ages every year. That's oh, true. No, uh, no. Sir, uh, you meet Andy Warhol in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're painting, but you're also like doing other things. You're, you're a musician. You, uh, you, you really got your, your hands in a lot of pots. That's but right. you meet Andy Warhol in a restaurant and you show him some samples of your work. And he is extremely impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't say anything else about that meeting. And so I was wondering if you could walk us through it. Like, like uh, was, was this like an artist event? Was this just like a regular restaurant? Were you eating there? It was, were you uh, wearing a shirt? Were you wearing a shirt? I mean, had that become the style at the time? We I, was know wearing that- a tra- I was wearing a trench coat and a t-shirt. Trousers, mm. trench coat, t-shirt. Oh, uh, Got it. Yeah, okay. I didn't say trousers, but I was wearing trousers. Oh, okay. Good, right. good yeah. assumption on my part. I saw him in the window, unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Shaka white hair, of course. Sunglasses. I walked in and I went up to the table with a hand handful of postcards. Mm-hmm. Walked up to his table and he said, uh, "Can we have more waters?" Because he assumed I that you were a waiter. Assumed I was a waiter, of course. And I said, uh, "Right, right away." <laughs> He's Andy Warhol. Oh, so. so you you fell into it. I didn't you get that along. he thought I was a waiter. Oh, so you just thought that Andy Warhol was asking you for asking water? For, I thought, oh, I didn't think he'd give me the time of day, but here's we're we're connecting. Wow, you know, so I so get did him some water. Leave the store, leave the restaurant, and go buy him some water somewhere. Ah, I went across the street. I got him a couple <laughs> bottles of water. Oh, that's good. Which were all they had back then was uh, Perrier, you oh. know, glass bottles. You oh. know, it was 1981. That's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any money. I was homeless. Oh wow. You know, I was eating Cheetos out of. Plastic bags. Plastic oh, no. bag, the worst way to eat Cheetos. <laughs> Not even in the regular bag. It's disgusting. People are dumping them in plastic bags <laughs> and you're eating from it. Yes. That's oh, so it's gross. miserable. So I went and I splurged. I got a couple of Perriers for him and his mm. friend. And then he said, Ask me what the specials are. So I said, Oh. Uh, what, what did you think he meant at that point? Because we've established that he did not think you were a waiter. I thought, or you we thought were, he didn't. I, think I, you I were thought, waiter. This is great. We're really connecting. Uh, so he, was, what do you think? What, what are the, the specials, specials mean? What? What are things that you think are special in the world? Oh, interesting. You know, so okay. I, so I the said, Velvet Underground. The Velvet Underground. I said, Bowie's doing some great stuff. 
I said, uh, there's this, uh, this girl, Madonna, you haven't heard of yet. Mm. You know, and he was like, he was like, I'll have, I'll have the David Bowie. And I mm. said, yes, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I got him a sandwich. And <laughs> he looked hungry. So he was like, ah, you know. Okay. Did you show Looking him back your, on it now, I think he him- thought that the sandwich was called the David Bowie. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. At what point did you show him your art? Because that's how this interaction goes, according to the Wikipedia. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I did. I get it. At the end of the conversation, he said, well, let's settle up. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I don't understand what's happening, but mm-hmm. I think he's asking me for my art. Mm-hmm. So I gave him my art, and he wrote, he signed it, he gave it back to me, and I said, I'm going to tell this story of giving Andy Warhol my art and being very impressed by it, mm. even though that is not what happened. But that's not what happened. No. He just signed a piece of your art, yeah. thought you were a waiter, mm-hmm. and, and you got him a sandwich from somewhere else that wasn't this restaurant. No, I went across the street. Went across the street oh. to where you bought the waters. Where I bought the waters. It was a bodega. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Cuban sandwich. He wow. liked it a lot. Now, you had a relationship with Andy Warhol. You ended up working together. Did you guys ever talk about this first meeting? Like, can you believe that our wires were so crossed? We talked Andy about Warhol? it all the time. We'd laugh... Fit to burst, <laughs> me and Andy Warhol. Yeah, the two of you—you you seem like good lavers. Yeah, we were, we were, bosom chums. Mm-hmm. We, you, you would work together eventually. Like, what did that collaboration look like? Would like he paint for a little bit, and then you would paint the same painting for a little bit, or were you painting side by side and like giving each other suggestions? It was, uh, you know, that movie uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when oh, yeah, oh, Daffy Duck is playing one piano and Donald is playing the other piano. And then they kind of switch. And they switch. It some, was just like that with Sometimes paint. Daffy's foot would go sometimes over on. Sometimes my foot mm-hmm. would get on Andy's painting. Sometimes mm. his he'd be painting so furiously that his that his uh, shirt collar would pop open. Ooh, you sexy. Know, uh, steam would come out of his ears. Mm. <laughs> of yes. course. Yeah, and then, you know, and eventually we would shatter our paintings over each other. And then we'd fall, fall all over each other laughing fit mm. to oh, burst. Sounds very, very productive and classic. Just just two really hardcore laughers there. Yes. Oh, we uh, would laugh. Let's go back to uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt for just a moment. All right. So your first official foray into the business world, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. a ferryman. Yes. But in 1817, you join another ferry entrepreneur named Thomas Gibbs. Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Gibbons. And uh, Gibbons is in the ferry business only because he hated a guy named Aaron Ogden who had a monopoly on ferries. Yeah. So your business partner was only in this business spite. to try to ruin Aaron Ogden yeah. and his very business. Well, I didn't like Aaron Ogden either. Oh, okay. no one did. Do you know what the nature? Because there was like some personal dispute between Aaron Ogden and Thomas Gibbons that started this whole thing. Yeah. Do you know what it was that caused the two oh, the, yes, yes, I, businessmen to hate each other so yes. much? Aaron borrowed Tom's lawnmower, okay. never returned it. Oh, and it was, I hate it, that. Was, it was so annoying. I hate and that. And he acted <laughs> like he didn't have it. And Aaron Ogden is like, like, what are you, ta- what, what are you talking what lawnmower? about? What, what lawnmower? And then Tom is like, I gave it to you. It's the early 1800s. We don't have a lot of these things. I had one. I it, it's. I mean, it was huge. It was like a cotton gin. It was yeah. huge. We didn't have the technology powered. back then to make lo- small lawnmowers. It was, it was a steam-powered steam lawnmower. lawnmower. Mm-hmm. It was huge. But and then Aaron just acted like he didn't have it at all. And I said, "What's the deal with this? Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's not like it's a charade or anything." Wow, <laughs> charades. <laughs> so. I said, "Hold on, we're let's get into business together. Mm. Let's 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 show him." Oh, up. so you suggested you're like, "Hey, Thomas, Tom. what if we got together and tried to take Tom. down Ogden and his monopoly?" Yeah, and he was like, 
great. Let's do it. Wow. Okay. Yes. So you weren't concerned that really the only way that you guys were in business together was for spite. Was for spite for this one dude. Uh, I mean, we can't all form our businesses on beds of roses and rainbows, Jared. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. We all know that you point. formed your business on beds of roses and rainbows. Yes, I that's did. right. It was a really beautiful way to start my business. <sighs> I got to be honest, and it was a little erotic. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was there said so. Yeah, oh. I'm getting a real American beauty vibe from you right now. Yeah. It really was, and I had somebody dropping rose petals on top of me as I was signing my LLC papers. Right. It was quite erotic. Plastic bag full of Cheetos just (laughs) in the air. And this one fucking kid was like, that's the most beautiful beautiful thing. And I'm like, I beg your pardon, but I am starting my business here and I am just, I'm just naked and I am just like laying in a bed of rose petals and someone just dropping more rose petals on me and that plastic bag of Cheetos is the most That's the most beautiful thing? No. Mm. Garbage. Thumbs down. That's the problem with art school kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretentious. Uh, So I wanted to ask you, I mean, I would never, uh, you had 13 kids with your your first wife, Sophia. Uh, I would never expect you to memorize all those names. That's obviously a lot for a parent. You You wouldn't expect the dad of 13 kids to know their names? Definitely not. No, my my dad only had three kids and he would sometimes confuse me and my brother. You know, he'd be like, Jason, Jarrett, Lauren, whatever your name is, get over here. Oh, that's true. All parents do that. All parents do that. So Cornelius, but did you have like a favorite? Was there like one or two that you want to tell us about? You know, Uh, Kippy. 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 Okay. Old Kippy. Kippy was the oldest. The uh, oldest. Oldest. My favorite. Yes. Uh, boy or a girl? Boy. Boy named boy. Kippy. Of boy course. named Kippy. I'll mm-hmm. go. I'll go through then with my favorite female child. Mm-hmm. So Kippy. Oh, Kippy was uh, uh, like liked horses just as much as I did, mm-hmm. and uh, and also uh, Kippy was uh, just uh, w- uh, sometimes would run around all fours. Like a like a horse. Oh, I said, "Oh, oh Kippy, that's wonderful. you wish you were a horse." <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you I say I do, Daddy. I do. Uh, oh, Jared, please, <laughs> please, you're making it weird. Uh, you were in someone's balls at the time. All right, it certainly was. We all were. Yeah. We all were in someone's balls at some time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, oh, Kippy was in mine. Mm. Anyway, so I loved how Kippy was just just like all the other horses, mm. and and would sleep. In the horses, next to them, in the stables, Not nothing them. weird. Not it's nothing weird. Nothing gotcha. weird. Uh, and then there was a. Uh, you gonna tell us your favorite girl now? Yes, I'm. I'm going through. So mm-hmm. I've got three. I've got top three. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to pick through which one's my favorite. Uh, it was a uh, uh, teeny. 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 Teeny is a boy or girl. Teeny. These are the girls. Girl. These are my because uh, the girls were great mm-hmm. and uh, uh, teeny, uh, mousy, and uh, and bop. Yeah. Teeny, mousy, and Bop. Bop. That's right. Mm. I think I'm going to go with Bop. Bop was your one. favorite? Bop mm. was my favorite girl. Mm. Sounds like a favorite. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And she's another ho- she's another horse lover. Okay. It Actually, really seems like the, the reason why I like her, <laughs> Bop, is a lot why I like Kippy. <laughs> Just like... It really seems like you have a very a, a super objective in your life, and that is... Anything that's horse-related, yes. that is what Cornelius Vanderbilt is about. That's right. All right, oh, that's fair. They're all my little ponies. You know, <laughs> you find something that you like, and you stick to it. That's right. Uh, for those of you just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are... 20th century neo-expressionist painter Jean-Michel Basquiat. Thank you for having me, Jerry. You're my very dear friend. And 18th century American business magnate Cornelius Vanderbilt. Hello, we are less good friends. So, let's go back to Basquiat for just a moment. Mm. Uh, 1983, you're working on a series of paintings for the Gagosian Gallery in Mm. West Hollywood. Right. You're working at the Gagosian studio space, and you announced 
to Mr. Gagosian, Larry Gagosian, my girlfriend is going to come and stay with me here mm-hmm. at the studio. And Larry Gagosian is like, uh, excuse me, like your girlfriend's coming. What the hell is this all about? And you tell her quote, you tell him quote, her name is Madonna and she's going to be huge. Mm. And this was of course mm. the Madonna. Right. Ooh. So you two and were it, dating. It, the rest of that quote was, so don't be a dick. So don't be- <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a dick. Is that the end? Yeah. Do, a bro- do a brother a solid. Okay. Yeah. Let my chick crash here for a mm. few nights. Yeah. Gotcha. So this was the Madonna before she was, Madonna, you the were dating Madonna. Girl. I dated Madonna. Oh, wow. Yeah. So tell us about that. So how did you become a Madonna become a thing? You're a young painter on the rise. She's still getting her start in the music industry. She's a she's a veritable nobody at this point. She was How nobody. did that meeting happen? Yeah, no, I was hanging out at CBGB. Mm-hmm. I was uh, picking up change off the ground because mm-hmm. that's how I paid for meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was that or if it was like an art project that you picking up. Because, like, if you're an established artist and you're picking up change off the ground, right. people would be like, wow. Sometimes I would forget. <laughs> I'd forget okay. that. Basket, you just sold a painting for $210 million. And I'd go, silly me. Oh, boy. Mm. I just thought I needed a pair of on my face and <laughs> Cheeto dust. All over your face. All over my body. Yeah. So mm. Madonna was there and mm. she picked me up off the ground in her arms and carried me out bodyguard style. Really? Wow. Yeah. Who, who was the band that was playing at CBGB's that night? Oh, the Ramones. Oh, The Ramones. From Staten Island. Oh, wow. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. I, I didn't realize that we had this, this New York connection between the two of you. You mm-hmm. guys are both mm. New Yorkers yes. mm-hmm. through and through. That's through right. and through. Through and through. Wow. Brooklyn, the remembered borough. That's right. Mm. <laughs> Probably the most remembered. Yeah. It's a very remembered oh, borough. Manhattan's a pretty, yeah. <laughs> but Brooklyn's up there. So yeah, so, so she carried me out bodyguard style. Madonna. Before she's Madonna, before Madonna she's is Madonna. carrying you out. She's just mm-hmm. as strong. Yeah, she never was. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, she's her arms have always been extremely strong. It's mm. just she's just been working on def- defining them. She gets yes. those guns going. Yeah, so she had those guns, and she just carried me out bodyguard style. And I looked at her and I said, "I will always love you." Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. These are the first words that you guys exchanged together. Yeah, were uh, you telling her that you will always love her? Yeah, and she said, "I have to save you." Oh, mm-hmm. that is starting was, a relationship on level intense. 10. And you know? I said, look, staying with a guy in uh, West Hollywood, West Hollywood yeah. California. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come crash? I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> she said, yeah, you know, she's never been to California. You know, mm-hmm. she was a, she was a uh, Queens girl. Mm-hmm. Never been to California. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you ever maybe take Madonna out on a date where maybe like she doesn't know where you guys are gonna go, like maybe like a mystery date. Did I ever take Madonna on a mystery, mystery date? It's date? a date. It's a game. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's a good one. I thank it's you a really for good one. thank you for underlining. I mean, there's really just it's a really good one. That was yes. a question. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, but maybe they could deal? maybe they could go for some mall badness. I'm literally yeah. just asking a question about okay. if you ever took Madonna on a mystery date. I don't yeah. know why are you guys being yeah. weird about it. No, took not her. being weird at all. Yeah, did you ever take one. Madonna out on a mystery date? Yeah, I took her somewhere. I didn't tell her where we were going. Pretty cool. I took her to a um a burned out um ice cream factory you know what oh, i'm thinking that's now cool. that's really cool. probably had some some history in my head with i associated it with my mom oh that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah yeah, yeah there's a real that. one-to-one connection there mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah how did you, how did that relationship end between you and madonna well you know oh. sh- i got tired of her you got oh. tired of madonna yeah yeah and you're just like hit the road madonna yeah i was like yep at first of all i was like you're on the borderline 
Good one. And okay. then you're off. You're out of the borderline. Mm-hmm. You're off the border. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying. Did to you do not it. like that she was a material was girl? Were you like? I'm was, not... I was like, no, I did. I loved that she was a material girl. Because you were a material boy. You yeah, I was be a material a boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but you know, I just said I. I think I can do better. I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong to get rid of her. I could never do better. Oh, mm-hmm. who's going to do better than Madonna? You know. <laughs> you know, but I was right. Uh, she got big. You know, she, Madonna. She, really did she get, got really big. She got she huge. She got yeah, it's incredible. You knew about her. You told Andy Warhol about her. Mm-hmm. You told Larry Gagosian about her. You knew. I would tell people I hadn't seen since high school. I'd call them up Whoa. and say, "Madonna's going to be huge," and they'd say, "I." They would you say, drop out. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. They'd yeah. Say, Wow, yeah, incredible, incredible. Mm. I'm so glad that we could get all the nitty-gritty details about yeah. this relationship no, between Basque and Madonna. Of course, I'm sure it yeah. must have been. Mm. Uh, let's go back over to Cornelius. I was, all right. I was great at sex. So I'm oh. sure I'm sure you were. Mm. Uh, you know, they say the crazy ones always are. Hey. That's, what they, that's, what they say about, that's what they say about boys. Crazy, crazy in the head, crazy, crazy in the, the bed. bed. <laughs> Cornelius. Yes, knows. I knew it. He knows I all knew about it. it. I have 13 kids. Yeah. I had sex 13 times. Mm-hmm. Wow, I know. lucky. And were you the crazy one? Was it? Did you ever hear Sophia talking about you this way? Like, Oh, Sophie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she knew I was. She, I was get me under those covers. I'm <laughs> wailing around. I'm not I may be wheeling a, around. I may be a boardwalk on the streets, but I am a Park Avenue in the sheets. Oh, there we go. Because um, I had a monopoly. monopoly. <laughs> yes. I couldn't think Baltic is what I should have said, because Baltic mm. is the yeah, one of the cheaper ones. One of the cheaper ones. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the Civil War, <gasps> Cornelius Vanderbilt. 1861, <gasps> Civil War begins, and yes. you want to help the Union Army, so you try to donate your largest steamship, the Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. to the Union Army. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Okay, so that's this is a steam ferry, right? Mm-hmm. What, did, what was that boat in your mind going to be used for in the Army? Like, Did you think they were going to use it for battle? Were they going to outfit it for battle? Or were you thinking like, Oh, this just be good for like transporting troops or, well, or I, food or something. I, I was I, I told Lincoln, I said, mm-hmm. hey, hey, do what you want with it. I, I mean, I didn't I mean, I, it was for them to use. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you want to transport soldiers, supplies, mm-hmm. you want to use it in battle. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever you want. That's what Abe. you said to Abraham Lincoln? Abe, yeah. Oh, sorry. We were hanging back I with some, some brooms. I Fuck. I don't give a fuck what you do with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we had some, uh, some. we were hanging out. We were just, some brews, uh, mm-hmm. some uh, shoots and ladders. Do you mind? Uh, I'm sorry, what? We were just playing shoots and ladders. Oh, you were playing, gotcha. you were literally playing the game. So you were playing the game, playing the game, shoots and ladders. I don't know ladders. if we can count that. What? Because <laughs> you literally just, just said, said shoots and ladders. Well, I know we're running out and of then, time. And then we were playing Don't Break the Ice. Yes. And then we were playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Was, I mean, it was... <laughs> he, was, he was a game fiend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a board game queen. Gotcha. So you were like, Abe, just take just him. Just take it. Can we do a little role play? Yeah. I'll be Abe Lincoln. Sure. Uh, I, I really appreciate it, yeah. uh, Cornelius, but what, I, what do you expect me to do with this steamship? <laughs> I you mean, know? whatever you want, Abe. Well, I don't care if I can just <laughs> do what you want with it. Gotcha. I mean, Abe, what, well, I mean, Abe, well, okay, Jared, keep playing him. Okay. Uh, Abe, you know what? I mean, what do you. What do you want to do? But what with if it? I take it into battle and like it gets all destroyed? That's cool. I got more. <laughs> okay, that's okay. what you say. All right. Now they they refused at first. The they Union did. Army refused at first. Yeah, they did. Did they give you a reason? Were they like, we can't, we don't want this because X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Well, they said like, uh, it's, it, it means steam. It, they had other ships. They had other boats that were, and they didn't want to be in debt to me in case mm. something happened. But I was like, it's cool, guys. Cool. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. You're so mm-hmm. laid back. I'm so laid now, back. Now I gotta say. 
because they did change their mind, and then it, they eventually took the steamship. Yeah. What changed their mind? Do you know what, what was what, what happened during the war where they were like, we really need the steamship now? Yeah, they lost a couple of ships, oh, uh, and so they said, yes, uh, the Monitor and the Merrimack, and so, Ooh. yeah, there we go. <laughs> References. Uh, so, uh, so they lost a couple, and then they came with their tail, with their t- with their horse tails in between their legs. And that is when you want to get horse on Cornelius's this, they, good side. Yes, that is what they to do. acted like horses. And I said, "All right, guys." So they they, like, they apologized. They're like Cornelius, we should not have told you nay. Yes, we and should I, not have said nay. nay. Should not have said nay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I said, "All right, you silly union." <laughs> Uh, people, well, all right, okay. Take so my boat. They said they were sorry, and so I took it. I took that you, apology. Sorry. Unlike Give Aaron Ogden, Aaron Ogden, he oh, never apologized. Uh, now we are quickly running out of time, so I want to try to get in a couple more questions here. Uh, Basquia, mm. you did a little bit of work with painting on clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about specifically: this was a girl you were dating. I don't think it was Madonna, but it might have been. You did have other girlfriends, so it could have been anyone. Could have been anyone. Just a lot of trivial pursuits. And what? <laughs> That was really good. That's a pretty good one. Really good. Yeah. All right. Pursuing all these women and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They were just a trivial pursuit. Yeah. Uh, So um, uh, you paint the words little shit brown on one of your girlfriend's dresses. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what that was. What's the deal with that? Like what kind of artist statement were you trying to make? By painting on your girlfriend's dress the words little shit brown. Okay, well, that was an apology, believe it or not. That was an apology? Yeah, because I had worn that dress out and I got a little little shit on it. You got a little shit on it. So so you wore her dress out. Yeah, and then so I I put it back and I said, "Ah, I should leave a note. So I wrote a little shit brown on it. <laughs> you should leave a yeah. note on the dress that you ruined. With a little arrow, just saying, so she'd know. Gotcha. Yeah, now, when she know. saw this, was she appropriately satiated or was, no, did that make her angrier? she was angrier. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. really makes that. sense she, to me. She flew right off the handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also, you would paint, once you were successful, you would buy Armani suits and you would paint in them. Mm-hmm. And you would obviously get paint all over your clothes. Right. And then you would go out in the, in the clothes that had all the paint on them. Right. Mm. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Don't you think it's a little on those? Like, hey, everybody, take a look at me. I'm a painter. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's I'm a little famous on Michelle Basquiat. Yeah. 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 So so and you were wearing trousers at the time? Yeah. yeah. I didn't say it, but I was wearing trousers. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Good job. Armani good trousers. It just seems a little on the nose to me. Like, you're just trying ask, you're just begging people to ask you about being a painter. You, no, I just, yeah. I, would, I would paint. I'd go out and people would, would, would it would be so boring. People would be like, Are you a painter? And I'd be like, <laughs> It's uh, oh God. This Maybe you should have changed. And I gotta say, you know, I can I can be truthful about it now, but uh, I was doing it for attention. Mm. I wanted people to ask me about painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the time, I just, uh, I don't have time for this. You know, yeah. so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a real scrabble. Whoa! <laughs> that's not a. You can't just say scrabble. That's not a thing. That's the, that's the only like the old expression. No. I gotta walk out of here. It's with my clothes, with my painted yeah. on yes. clothes on, because it's a real scrabble. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know, clothes. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we uh, have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my, uh, not Uno, but Dos. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was I a real it. connect four. I, uh, <laughs> please kill me again. 
uh, like to thank my guests, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt and Bosquet, for oh. joining me in the studio today. Oh, we, have, have, we have fun. We laugh about so one. Fun. Fun. We after this, we should go fish. Uh, so I have one final question for you both. It's I'm little, mad because I can't do think. Of either more. of you have anything you'd like to tell our audience about, like a comedy show that you're a big fan of, or a Twitter account, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt? Anything? Uh, well, I love this old maid <laughs> at. Gray Megan on Twitter. Well done. Yes. And uh, I love improv comedy. And of course, 7 p.m. on Thursday at the Magnet Theater for the 24th and the 31st of January, Junior Varsity in the Music Industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, Basque, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, I follow this, let's see now, games, games. <laughs> We say operation already? We did say operation already. I love already. this operation on Twitter. His mm-hmm. name is at D Pacheco. Follow that guy on Twitter. And I love also improv comedy. So I'd say the 24th and the 31st, go see the music industry and junior varsity. That's right. Everybody, Dama knows that you got to come God. check out it's easy the for both very last junior varsity, the music industry show at the Magnet Theater. I think by the time this is airing, the 31st, January 31st show will be the only one left. Uh, so come out January 31st for the very last Junior Varsity and uh, the Music Industry Show at the Magnet Theater at 7 p.m. Check out my website, jarrettbaronson.com. We're going to be putting some new stand-up tour dates on there soon. Find my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. If you're listening to this on the radio, check out the podcast. All the old episodes are on there. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Hit us up. We take requests. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I thought you were just gonna. I thought you were just gonna whisper another game. I was gonna, I <laughs>